Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. This week we are getting into a state of delirium. Uh, and by we I mean Barber. Yes. Travis. <laughs> I'm already in a state of delirium. And myself, Joe. So that is a all three of us present and correct for this state of delirium. Um, right. We are of course talking about b- delirium, uh, which is a Belgian brewer and maker of beer. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, we've decided. Have to you do, done this before? We've decided to do the eight point five percent beer at the end of a podcast recording. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Delirium. This is this is delirium tremens. 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 Yes, it is tremens. But anyway, I will stop butchering this awkward intro, and I'll pass over to uh, to Travis <laughs> <laughs> for the hot topic. So, um, I've, I've discovered a hot topic today um, that I think, I think it's, it's, an in, it's an interesting thing. To... <laughs> Let's pass over to our rapport in the field. Oh, oh. I've just thought of something that happened. <laughs> 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 well, that is, that is very much that Sky TV. You know, there's been a goal, been a sending off in the Wigan game. <laughs> we'll go over to uh, what's his what's Cammy, the guy's name? Chris Kamara. Hammy. Hammy, Cammy in the in the field. A, and someone's been sent off. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. There's been a new beer release, but but who from? Rich Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, back to back, back good, to my good news. pause. So. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, um, we because we're because we're in January, and of course, a big thing about in January is looking about how much you're drinking and looking about maybe trying something different and um, to maybe curb as much as you're drinking, or better you start some new fitness thing. But a town in Belgium, I believe it is, um, called what they called a town called Belgium of the town of Balan, uh, a Belgian town, have noticed that young people were getting drunk. Um, before coming to kind of like big events that were being hosted by the town and the village or the town and everything like that. And so they've introduced something called a sober token. Um, so it's to stop teenagers, so as we would call in England, pre-gaming. Um, so having all the alcohol before you, before you get to a venue is that if you turn up sober and you blow into a breathalyzer and you're, and you're, you're below the legal limit, um, illegal limit, not legal limit, um, you get three tokens um, which will then give you free free beers inside the venue. That's pretty sensible. Nice. That's a good way to. Well, I mean, basically, they're saying don't have your own pre games. Have your pre game on us. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just um, like keeping it, you know, keeping everything under control. Isn't it really? I suppose it's yeah. It's, it's stopping people turning up to events absolutely blotto um, for one end of the world, and maybe not. And maybe getting consistently more drunk, maybe ruining the evening for themselves. And I suppose it's they're trying to encourage to get there to have the fun at the event instead of ruining it and forgetting why you were there. Mind you, I suppose if it's a Belgian event and they're all drinking eight point five percent percent as the, as their uh, three free beers, then um, I suppose it won't, won't take too long. But no, I, I say that in jest. I mean, I'm actually trying to almost kind of look for a downside to this. That seems really sensible. Makes for like a you know universally kind of enjoy. I mean, it's probably not going to like completely wipe out. I mean, you know, everyone was young once, and there's going to be a little bit of overindulgence in advance of these sort of things. But uh, I'm sort of looking to a down, looking for a downside to that, and I can't see one. 
No, I think you're absolutely spot on. I think it's it's responsibility. It's creating responsible drinking, isn't it? You no. Know? Although they're saying you know you can have up to three drinks tokens, and three for most people, three drinks tokens probably would be a good starter to an evening. If not for other people, it'd be too much. But I think that's a good starting point, isn't it? You know, you're coming in sober, three drinks to start off with. Because let's face it, some people don't know their limits especially when they're starting out in, you know, understanding when they want to go out. And that's probably where most people are, are kind of experimenting with these types of house parties or pre-drinks, whatever you want to call it. You know, not everyone has a safe space to, to do this. You know, some people are drinking white lightning in the, you know, on a park bench in a, in a, in a park, you know, and it's just like, there's just, you know, I think we were quite lucky I'm saying the royal we for for us on the, this podcast in that we had safe spaces to go, i.e., friends and parents' houses, basically where, as I said, their parents would be around. I mean, my house was definitely one of those where we would pre-game out, wasn't it, drivers? We'd, yeah. we'd uh, go and have a couple of drinks beforehand, have a good chats with my parents, and and then go on our merry way, skip into town, and you know, yeah. go and see the night away. But you know, I don't think that's that's a very privileged position to be in yeah. not everyone can be Most, in that situation yeah it's not always like that is it and i think especially since i've noticed since coming out of covid as well where there's been a point where the younger generation from people who were turning and turned 18 in covid maybe haven't had that time to experience and so maybe they've gone out into town and it's been kind of a to b very quickly as well so kind of introducing this, yeah. this sort of stuff is kind of introducing people to going out and about and having fun and a good time but being responsible with it i i just have to think i hope that they're putting the the back (laughs) whatever the situation is for these three drinks tokens as in like the location they've chosen a good one it's not like a corporate or like a government or charity event like a like a village town hall or something i hope they've chosen somewhere cool because they're not gonna have people turn up you know sober to like a village hall to say now go get your little plastic cup full of little J2O and no whatever you know it's just you yeah, can imagine legit. it being done very poorly and it's just like no one's going to go there They'll, people will go there first for the enticement of a, of a of a of a free drink and then they're going to go I'm never going back there again what's the point um whereas if they've done it in a bar and it's like actually kind of a nice setup and things then I, then people will I could see this really taking off and there's a really safe safe way to start or a safer way to start your evening so let's put it that way there's a couple of things I I think about that's quite cool I could certainly see it being like a thing where you maybe it's, it's something that you experienced in your hometown and then you would like go off wherever it may be you wouldn't like you know for a lot uh if it's young kids sort of because also i guess in belgium drinking age is 16 um so imagine if they're sort of 16 17 and then for kids that maybe like go off to university or whatever it might be they might go and meet kids from it's kids young people uh from another part of the country and i imagine if you then if you were from that town you were telling someone that you met in you know some student halls of residence this is what we did back in my town i i if i heard that from someone else i'd be like no way that's the coolest thing i've ever heard of in my life (laughs) um but also there's a little bit of that to um you keep you guys keep calling it pre-game i call i i in my head i just keep hearing oh they mean prinking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what prinking prinking think Pre-drink. about it it's a contraction yeah, yeah. no I know, I know yeah. it's too edgy and cool I, for me I Barbara. know yeah, I've, got, I've got edge and cool written all over me but the other thing that's quite nice about it I think is that looking back to particularly those uh, warm up uh, sessions it would also be I mean it's a nice thing to be able to 
bond with your particularly close friends. But I quite like the idea of if this is at like town events and that sort of thing, that then it is quite a good starter to then go and mix with people outside of your your yeah. immediate like I your little comfort right. zone and and yeah I suppose yeah. meet new people and then meeting new people always just broadens your own horizons if I'm it's not me getting too too philosophical about this sort of thing but it got to be a good thing very community minded if, if I if I were to put it into into what I what I you know I have to try and put these kind of things into our own, our own kind of experiences so we used to go to a nightclub in Worcester called Sin S I N you know <laughs> and sin was always like the pre-game nightclub and i'm using quotation marks for nightclub it was basically like an un, you know like a it doesn't have like glass windows whatever um and it was basically like music going inside and you'd usually get one or two drinks there maximum uh and then you'd get a stamp on your hand and you'd go to their sister club called bushwhackers <laughs> so sin would only be open from like eight o'clock to like ten o'clock or if, if that was the club <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. an evening club, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd get your stamp to go to Bushwhackers, which is like down the road, and that was the one that would be open till three o'clock in the morning if you were so hardcore that you could do that. Which, um, <laughs> which obviously, 18, you nineteen year old, <laughs> yeah. eighteen or 19, 19 year olds, I reckon we probably did it maybe once. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <That's a blast. laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that that that's what I'm kind of envisaging in my head is this this uh, pre-game kind of or prinking setup run by charity slash government is going to be like a sin uh, before you go on to your bushwhackers. <laughs> it's really really table dramas now. Hop pursuit of happiness time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, are we done with what, the hot what, topic what, now? Richard recovers. <laughs> I've got, got a very weird response from Rich there at the end of that, that segment. He's been at the hippie there again. Oh, this is delirium. I think he's probably tucking into delirium, which, if I'm honest, it's, it does exactly as it says on the tin. It is, uh, yeah. So, delirium, the pink elephant. What do we know about in, this, guys? The pink, what, does the, what does it envisage? The pink elephant in the room. I'm thinking of, you know, mm. that scene in Dumbo. Is that when, Dumb- yes. is that when Dumb- Dumbo gets drunk? Yes. Yeah, absolutely spot on. He sees the pink elephant. Yeah. And the pink elephant is in reference to... Belgium. <laughs> delirium Tremens. Get out. So Delirium, delirium Tremens is the, is the withdrawal effect that alcoholics can get when they haven't got alcohol in their system. So the two to three days after they've had up, they've, 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 they've they go cold turkey, basically. They have no a way. three to five percent chance of getting DTS, which is delirium tremens. And that is what is referred to as getting, seeing the pink elephant, which is seizures, it's hallucinations, it's all this other like Get weird, out. bad, bad stuff. That's it, I've heard of yeah, that yeah. so many times before and I didn't oh, know really? that's what it was. The DTs. Yeah, so that's, so, so these DT, DTS is oh, based, knocked down to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know was, what the F I is. Thought, I thought it was, the, I thought it was DT. Yeah. The... Yeah. So that is where the seeing the pink elephant comes from. And I always thought of this seeing the pink elephant. Oh, it's Dumbo. It's about getting drunk and seeing the pink elephant. But obviously, having consumed alcohol in my lifetime, I've never seen pink elephants. But obviously, you have to be. This is for the hardcore. Not hardcore makes it sound a good thing. This is sounds for the people who seriously need help. You know, level okay. of consumption to then stop. Which I never you know, thought was Dumbo. Not, no, obviously not. But it's, anyway, it's you know, yeah. Disney, Disney are taking some liberties here. Let's not say Disney is factual. Let's put it that way. Hang on, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but 
hey, that's, you know, that's where it's called Delirium Tremens is where you see the pink elephants or the potential of seeing the pink elephants. And there is a brand that is called themselves Delirium and they have a Belgian strong beer and their insignia slash icon is a pink elephant. I mean, check that out. What do, what do you take of that? What do you mean? What do you make of that? I, well, it's, it's, we're addressing the elephant in the room, aren't we? Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, thanks, thanks, chaps. Um, it seems a bit conflicting as a as a as a beer selling message, doesn't it? I mean, I'm being a bit obvious here. Is it, or is it, or is it so on the nose? And, and addressing yeah. the literal elephant in the room, it's it's so right for beer. Is this the not the most? This is what beer advertising could like. Sh- like they have just hit the nail on the head of advertising yeah. beer advertising because they're so ridiculous. They're, they're so ridiculously yeah extreme. Let's put it, extreme is yeah. the right word don't, I would say don't about this. Say, so are they kind of saying don't see the pink element elephant element. Don't see the pink elephant. Drink delirium. No, I think they're saying that delirium tremens is the, if you look into it, as we just have, yeah. it's a very serious condition if you're an alcoholic. And they've created a brand around that. And I don't know if that's aware, because I certainly didn't know that before. So this is awareness oh, for me. Okay. Yeah, so that's yeah, great okay, awareness. But I feel like they're also trying to play on that kind of like, because it's linked with alcohol and because it's a strong beer and they have a set of strong beers. So it is also like their brand kind of like, positioning is the fact that they make strong beers so belgian beers which we know are strong and so they're then yeah it's okay. just it's quite it's quite it, it links up a little yeah, bit yeah i was gonna maybe say it's like danger of people misconstruing uh that as i as yeah. i just started to anyway but uh i'm with yeah. you now but um yeah okay i'm with i understand <laughs> i was trying to convince myself as much as anything else but um uh um, well, maybe we should maybe we should move on, but maybe we should talk about yeah. the liquid then. In that case, go go go. Um, so, this is Belgian strong beer, eight point five percent. This is a blonde, right? I don't think it's actually specified, it but is it, a it is a blonde, isn't it? Um, it's a pale blonde, yeah. And um, again, I'm a little bit like as you may have heard us recently talk about uh, Le Chouf. <laughs> Le Chouf, sorry, uh, Devel. <laughs> I, I might. No, I think I think if I did put this next to the chef, I probably could pick it out you, in a lineup. Yeah, yeah. Good, good night. It's it, this has definitely got a heavier hit to it than the than the Lachouf. Yeah, it's got it's got a real chutzpah. Right. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> I was going to say the flavor the flavor's a lot denser. Yes, dense through. is the right word. I was I was searching for the word there, Travis. Well done. Yeah. Well, that'll be the triple fermentation yeah. for you, chaps. Triple fermenta- fermentation. Triple. Tell us more. Well, like, you know, they like sometimes ferment it. <laughs> oh, this one. Le Chouf was double, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. That was my point. That leads back to what Dravis was saying is why it's denser. Because it's got three layers of fermentation. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> Although they are just... they are. Res- Okay, I'm going to read out what they say on their website is what you should be feeling right now when it comes to the This is a great bit. And you guys tell me if you're feeling the same way. Running from an elephant. Fear. So, apparently it feels like the sound shot of alcohol is igniting the mouth. Again, this might be poorly translated. (laughs) In reality, the the tongue and palate are warmed. 
The taste is characterized by its roundness. The aftertaste is strong, long-lasting, and dry bitter. I'm definitely getting the dry bitter. Yeah, My the- mouth is kind of like quite dry at the moment. <laughs> Makes sense. It's a bit bitter. Uh, yeah, and it's it can yeah, it sticks with you, doesn't it? It's it's persistent. Um I don't know about the first bit sounded like it's kind of saying there's a party in your mouth and everyone's invited. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is no, I think that's that's probably fair, but um rounded, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that, but it's quite um I'd agree with the the, the bitterness. The sorry, I'm just sat here kind of going, yeah. Um is is I quite like this got a bit of a malty feel. Yeah. For a blonde. I'd say. Do you refer? Do they refer to their scent as being slightly malty, a nice touch of alcohol, which I've never heard a <laughs> phrase before. <laughs> a nice this touch of alcohol. <laughs> An aggressive shove down the stairs of alcohol. Essentially, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A nice touch. An aggressive shove of alcohol. Yeah. A swift kick to the groin. Of alcohol. And I would say that doesn't I'm, really bode well given this is their entry beer. There are a lot of other Delirium beers, aren't there? I saw, uh, yeah, was it, I, eight? I saw Delirium Noctrum, a Delirium Christmas manufacturing in nine months in oak bourbon barrels, which is 11.8%. This is the heaviest beer in the brewery. Wow, 8.5. Um, do you mean bourbon as in the biscuits or bourbon as in the, the, <laughs> bourbon, the, sorry, the yeah. whiskey? <laughs> oh, is it oh. not bonbons? Sorry, weird side side note. How the hell do you say the name of this brewery? It's not delirium, is it? It's <laughs> good luck. Yep. <laughs> I would say Hoogie. Hoogie. So it's just for anyone Hoogie. for anyone Hoogie. wondering what's happened to us, we're trying to pronounce a word that's spelled H U Y. C H E, uh, G H E actually. H U Y G H E. Hugo, Hugo. I would say. Hugo. You're absolutely right. And, I, and my right Belgian, to... my I, I will text my Belgian friend in a second, and I'll ask him how would you actually do this. But it's not going to work for this uh, podcast recording. But I would like to know him pronounce <laughs> I'm, this. I'm word. glad to know that you're texting him anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Glad brewery's been around since 1654. So they, they're, they're 1654. There's a wow. tidbit. Do you know what I've, has caught my eye when I had a little bit of a Google uh, of Delirium Tremens? Have you had a look mm. at their glasses? They're cool. Yes. They're curved, aren't they? They are they're funky, clear, aren't they? They're quite clearly proud of that, aren't they? I want one of these glassware. It's just, it's just so ridiculous you want it. And it's not ridiculous in that it looks weird. It just is that little subtle weirdness that you're like, oh, that's yeah. the delirium glass. So, so for, for the listeners, you'd expect anything um, with a, a glass with a stem, a fairly, I would say, normal practice for that stem to be in a straight line. Yes. But it's just kind of got yeah. a little, it starts at the bottom, you know, like the little base circle of the glass. It starts a little bit off center and sort of kinks back in and then up to the middle. Um, which, you know, I'm sure they'll give you some absolute cobblers about why that makes it, uh, <laughs> that's how you have to drink it. I, I um, feel like it's what it's the brewery playing tricks on those. If you've had a drink or two and you're looking at that glassware and you're going, hang on, why is it not straight? Oh no, it's just must be my eyes playing tricks on me, you know? Or they go and reach out for it, thinking it's straight, knock it over, and then they need to buy another one. So I'm just, I'm just on the Delirium yeah. website. <laughs> yes. 
and and I'm looking at their shop because because I quite like the Pink Elephant as a brand. Um, okay, I'm a fan. So, what item of clothing do you think Delirium sells? So don't so don't think oh. of your t-shirts and your hats and all that sort of stuff. Think of something maybe a little bit more out the box. Belt. No, not a belt. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is very out of the box. Yeah, box, well, to be fair. Socks. No, they de- they, they how socks? That's not out of the box. Or they probably do come out of a box. Jodpers. J- <laughs> you can tell you're from Cheltenham. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why Jodpers came into my. I'm, I'm embarrassed because you've been now. in Cheltenham for too That's long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Earmuffs. Walking six. What? Who was it? Who had walking walking canes? It was that. Uh, uh, Stiegel they have oh, like oh, walking yeah. sticks canes no, and sort of walking hiking. hiking poles <laughs> a, a, a cane makes me think ah that will be that pimp brewery that we were looking at <laughs> probably one uh, of the Brooklyn breweries have got to do that right yeah <laughs> I want to guess this um, is it is it earmuffs it's not earmuffs no would is you it... would, would you like me to tell you yeah go on I think we'll no, be here I want for to guess. Okay. waistcoats not waistcoats, no. It's delirium suspenders. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. That's not a, oh, just fine. I want to guess it. <laughs> More of an accessory, I'd say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Um, how much, dare I ask? Uh, 25 euros. Oh, might we'll get two sets for that cost. Do people, do actual hu- do humans wear <laughs> um, suspenders these days? Oh, sorry, is I it suspenders was... or braces? Suspenders, suspenders, suspenders aren't they? Suspenders. I wore suspenders at Joe's wedding. I, I, yeah, he did. I, I, yeah. think, I think you're talking about <laughs> braces. Suspenders aren't they technically what keep your tights up, like a lingerie thing? No, suspenders are. <laughs> Braces. Like, that's a girdle, isn't it? <laughs> well, what's a suspender what, no, belt, then? Suspenders are talking about braces. No, we're not talking about yeah, braces. I'm, I'm reading it off the thing. It says suspenders. Oh, mate, I'm not messing about. Suspenders. I, I might put it down to the translation thing. Suspenders are the things that, you know, like, you know a suspender right. belt? Take a look in the chat. I think suspenders and braces are interchangeable in the phrase. I th- I'm sure look. there is a subtle difference. You know, but I, I was. We've got. I'm sure. I'm sure that we're talking about the same thing. Those things that go over and yeah, bloody over your cool. shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Take a look in the chat. I'm just. Barbara. I'm just. You're wrong. Yeah, I know. I. I'm not. I'm not saying that you're not right and that you've written. Uh, uh, you've said what that has been described as. Basically, because I'm. I'm actually bluffing a little bit here. I have definitely okay. been told in the past that you can't call those suspenders because that's what Joe's going to straighten us out. I've got. I've got a thing from Wise Guy Original. This is a, the well-known website of Wise Guy <laughs> Original. If you call suspenders braces, you are possibly English or into tailored clothing. So refined taste, basically. Oh, braces is the term the Brits use for the accessory and traditionally the term referred refers to button-on suspenders. These button-on suspenders were historically made of higher quality materials and intended for business and dress wear. So we have very he... high-end clothing needs. 
What what does he say suspenders are? <laughs> suspenders or braces are fabric or leather straps worn over the shoulders oh, to hold no. up skirts or trousers. This and this is from uh, Wikipedia. The straps may be elasticated either entirely or only at attachment ends, blah blah blah. Woven cloth form XY shape of the black. We know this, yeah. So we were both All right, correct. I'm just saying I'm just saying, if you go on UK websites and try and buy some suspenders you are going to get something different to what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they do say suspenders are American English or Canadian English and in and braces are British English or Australian English. So we have got a, a slight I'm going to give here. you I'm going to give I'm going to give you chaps a link to what happens when I go buy suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're going to get like garters and stuff, aren't you? You're going to get like, little those things that, like, yeah. <laughs> suspenders for women is the first. Yeah. You've got to go suspenders for men. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't suspenders for men. We're getting off the beer topic here. Why won't you both just accept that I am right? <laughs> you literally, within that link you sent us, it's all about men's suspenders and accessories, yeah. braces for men, suspenders for I men. Just- <laughs> Right, I've got the, the the top things across this. I don't know if this is somehow not working. No, I'm with the same. The Anne Summers yeah, yeah. bow rack. Anne Summers bow rack. Yeah. <laughs> bow rack. Scandalous yeah, bow, underwear right cami suspender. Word, not bow. Anne Summers fiercely sexy. Agent <laughs> <laughs> provocateur. Yeah. There is also a guy with a load of love-hate tattoos <laughs> on his fingers with engravable, wide, dark brown convertible braces for men. Trindem. To be honest, guys, that's probably the internet just yeah. looking at what you guys have been looking at previously. But apparently versus mine. <laughs> anyway, delirium. It's a good beer, isn't it? <laughs> I, I got you two, you just need to accept when you're wrong. That's the thing. <laughs> should we do the delirium numbers now? Oh, yeah, let's do the numbers, shall we? Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Uh <laughs> So, on Instagram, <laughs> delirium underscore brewery have 57.3k followers. Ooh, crikey. Nice. And delirium brewery on Twitter have 11k followers. Um, l- one last thing before we go off. Why do you think the delirium bottles have this kind of like grey kind of like covering over the bottle itself? I was going to say because they don't want you to see how intense the liquid is, colour-wise, just because of the specific. It's not pitch. that intense, though, is it? It's it's like a blonde. It's like a like an auburny it... blonde. It's not a lechef blonde, but it's like kind of a, it's slightly orangey in comparison. Am almost amber. Ambery, yeah, sure. I don't know. Um, it's interesting though. Also, that pattern on the, on the actual bottle, which is like painted over the bottle, isn't it? And then the blue label is kind of stuck stuck on art over the top and the the kind of creamy thing to me looks like you know if you have like proper vanilla ice cream it's kind of but it's almost kind of concretey colored little black speckles on it uh, yeah, i'm sure answer is i'm not clear. you're right done, it does have little it. like flecks in it doesn't it in the in the bottle but i've no idea why that is so i'd love to know i have a hunch do you want to hear my hunch yes keep it colder my hunch is that it's about the protection of the liquid on the inside, so kind of what drivers are saying. No less light about spoilage. Seeing it, but it's all about light spoiling, exactly. Good. <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> it ends up making the bottle look like it's made of, like, china. 
But it is well, glass that's bottom. my point. I was actually a little bit afraid of picking this bottle up on the shelf. I, I'm afraid of beer bottles, guys. That's my uh, my my phobia. Um, <laughs> Sit on the couch, I, which and makes tell it us very difficult it. to run a podcast about beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's quite an aggressive look because it's very different. It's called Delirium. It's got a pink elephant on it. I didn't know the different. I didn't know where Delirium uh, Tremens and the pink elephant came from before. I just knew it was associated with alcohol. But now, and, and it was an 8.5%, so it was quite an aggressive feature, ABV-wise. And it's in this kind of like grey spec concrete-looking glass where it, it, it is what... I've seen this for since we started this podcast and this is the first time I've actually picked it up and gone we should do an episode on this pot on this bottle and the reason being is because it looks so aggressively you know don't touch me I'm a very aggressive alcohol <laughs> so so I've, I've I've not I've gone all right thanks Illyrium thanks for letting me know you can stay on the shelf and I'll go and do all these nice friendly beers over here and we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about craft beers and what's happening in sustainability and blah 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 whereas Delirium's always been sat there going just you wait guys I'm here I'm waiting for you to come and pick me up and talk about me and under, and unearth the difference between delirium tremens and uh, and the pink elephant suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, actually, and there aren't that many beers I say this about, or at least I, I don't mention it too often. But this is one I weirdly heard this some a friend of a friend had said, "Get some delirium." And try it, and really? particularly for particularly for a Belgian strong beer, that doesn't happen to me very often. Um, and <laughs> I'm sure it's kind of the trick of the high percentage. By the end, you go, yeah, it's not bad actually, is it? Well, that's the trick. <laughs> I'm actually by the end of this. I mean, I'm quite close to the bottom. I, I poured it out in a tulip glass because I was thinking I Belgian mine. beer. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. But you're right; it's that eight point five percent is kicking in. <laughs> yeah, if ever you need it's a shortcut. Tricky. I think Delirium's got you covered. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>